Hey everybody, welcome to the Geek Generation. I'm your host, Rob Logan. Today I have two guests for you. G. Hanelius is the star of Disney's Dog of the Blog and the creator of the new Make Me Nails app, which is the first iPhone app that allows users to create fully customizable individual nail wraps. Also joining us is Lauren Jones, an entrepreneur and co-founder of Make Me Nails. Before the interview, just a quick reminder of how you can help out the show. If you're an Amazon shopper, please get to the site by going to thegeekgeneration.com slash Amazon. When you make a purchase after using that link, a small amount of that money comes our way to keep things running over here, and it doesn't cost you anything extra. Again, that's thegeekgeneration.com slash Amazon. Also, I'm currently available for hire for all of your digital media needs, photography, photo editing and retouching, graphic and web design, or video and audio production. You can see my portfolio and get more information by going to robloganmedia.com. Now, here's my conversation with G. Hanelius and Lauren Jones. First of all, G., you're from the Boston area, which is interesting because I am about 40 minutes from Boston where I am right now. Oh, how cool. But you didn't stay in the Boston area for long, right? No. When I was about three, we moved to Maine, uh, Yarmouth, Maine, which is outside of Portland. And that's really where I grew up. Oh, okay. Is that where you started acting too? Yeah, I did. I did uh, what there is to do in Maine for acting. I did um, school plays and I was Madeline at the Children's Theater. Oh. <laughs> so that was fun. And I was kind of bit by the acting bug. Yeah, I was going to ask what kind of started that off from the beginning, because that's a very young age to want to get into acting. Yeah, I guess I was about eight when I was doing the Children's Theater performances. And um I think what kind of really got me was I, I kind of have this vivid memory of finishing the play and everyone applauding and that just being like my favorite sound ever. Yeah. And I just, I really, I really, really liked it. And yeah, it was, it was young, but it was, yeah, I was eight, nine, kind of old enough to know that like, I really liked doing it and it was really fun. Um, but I didn't really, I guess, know all the opportunities uh, that were out there. And then we went to Los Angeles for three months to to try it out, actually during the writer's strike, which was a terrible time to yeah, right? come out. But I started getting things right away and kind of went from there. So since you're now on a set and you don't have that instant gratification of the applause, how is that different for you now? We have the instant gratification of laughter, yeah. <laughs> even if it's fake, which is so funny because... Um, we, we all love that sound of laughter and uh, the writers and producers, sometimes we, go, we, we would go over to them and just ask them to laugh louder because it, it is, it's instant gratification. Uh, it's a nice feeling um, and it, it's, it's kind of an instant response that you get. Even if we did the take 20 times, mm-hmm. they laugh even if it's fake and, or forced and it's, it's nice. It's a nice feeling. So that's my applause. Yeah. When you uh, when you make the choice to go out to L.A. to try out for things out there, how does that conversation with your parents go? Like, do they do they feel like maybe you're just starting a hobby or they're already looking at it as a potential career? No, I don't think that they were looking at it from a career standpoint at all. And it was definitely it was definitely mutual. My mom had uh, found this place called Oakwood's which were these apartments where a lot of people went and it was at, it was a really central location to just stay for a little bit and audition. 
Um, so it was, it was more just a, to experience other opportunities and, and yeah, turn kind of uh, continue with this hobby that I really, really, really liked and really wanted to do. Um, and, and, and yeah, and when we got out here, it, it was more, we didn't really know what we were doing, but we went online. Uh, my mom helped me uh, try out for commercials. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't have an agent for a long time until I actually started doing things more seriously. Hmm. So I've heard a lot of audition stories about seasoned actors that have gone through the process and hate auditioning, but how is that different when uh, you're starting off at such a young age? Like, do you feel that kind of pressure or do you just feel like I'm doing the thing I love to do? I absolutely love auditioning. I have always loved it. Um, I, I've always been really kind of outspoken and a kind of big personality. And so uh, when I would audition, I would go in and in the most confident way, be like, I'm the best and I'm going to get this part and I really want it. And every time I came out of the audition and I still do, I'm like, I really want that mom. And, um, it's just, it's my favorite thing. And it is, it is, you do get nervous. Sure. But you kind of, you use that, that nervousness and it's, it's exhilarating and it's really fun. Mm -hmm. And if you love doing it, then auditioning is just, part of the process if, if you like the whole process of acting as a whole it's just this other component that that's enjoyable to me and what was the first role that you landed when you were out in LA oh my gosh was it was it I think it was Aquarium of the Pacific I it was a commercial for this aquarium in Long Beach called the Aquarium of the Pacific okay where the ocean people connect oh <laughs> um, it was just me in the commercial which was pretty rare and it was centered on me the entire thing, and it was really fun. And that's actually where Disney saw me. Uh, this commercial ran for a long time, and I'm sure it got on a lot of people's nerves. And then Disney saw it, and they um, kind of hunted me and my mom down to have me come audition for them. Oh, wow. So you got your break really early on. Yeah, I, I think I was nine at that point. Wow, that's fantastic. Yeah. And you've done several Disney shows at this point. Yeah. I guess after that commercial, I did uh, an ABC show called Surviving Suburbia, which was with Bob Saget and Cynthia Stevenson, Jerry Burns, some really good people. And that went for 13 episodes until it got canceled. And I, at that point, was auditioning for Disney things. And I did a show called Real Little Big Show, which was kind of an interstitial on Disney. And... Then I was auditioning for guest starring roles. Um, they got me a movie, and I did, I think, eight, maybe five different Disney show guest starring parts with reoccurring roles before I did a two pilots. One of them was Madison High, which was the first one that I did, um, which was this hour-long kind of glee meets high school musical mm-hmm. sort of thing that they were trying out, which was singing, dancing. It was really fun. And then when I found out that didn't get picked up, that, that same day, I went in and I read for Dog the Blog. Oh, okay. Which is what you're currently yeah. on right now. But up to that point, uh, was there a role that maybe uh, you didn't get or even if it just got picked up for a short time and went away, is there a project that you were working on that you really wish had stuck around longer because you just really enjoyed the particular character? I guess it would be. I mean, there's kind of two that stick out in my mind. 
that I really wanted to get kind of during that time. And it was, I mean, Madison High, that was such a fun experience. It was, it was an insane audition process. It's kind of a funny story. We went into audition on um, the callbacks and there was three different people for each of the five characters. And so we were all in the room together with our quote competition mm-hmm. and we went in and it was in this uh, huge space, kind of a stage space. And each of us went in and we learned a dance routine and we also had to learn a song, which we then went into this room and in front of, I mean, maybe like 30 Disney executives all lined up at a table. And with one guy on a piano, we went center stage and we sung a Broadway song. Oh, wow. And also performed a dance routine for them. And it's funny, the other girl who was auditioning for my part, she was in the room singing her Broadway song incredibly while they had me sit outside the door and wait for my turn and I could hear everything that she was doing. Oh no. So that was probably the most nerve wracking audition. Um, So it was very gratifying to get it in the end. Um, And then another project, which was kind of early on, they did a movie for um, Ramona and Beavis. Oh yeah. Yeah. I remember just, I had read all of those books and uh, I was auditioning for Ramona and I really, really, really wanted to get that. And that's something that I didn't end up getting that I wanted. Oh, all right. So I guess that would be the one, yeah. And those are fantastic books. I used to be a uh, uh, elementary teacher, so we used to read those to uh, the kids. Oh, really? Yeah. I, yeah, I loved, I loved them. Yeah, soft spot for Beverly Cleary. <laughs> um, so on Dog with a Blog, you're currently in the third season right now on Disney Channel. Your parents are played by Regan Burns and Beth Littleford, who both have really extensive comedy backgrounds. Yeah. Uh, I'm curious what kind of things you've picked up from them and kind of incorporated into your own acting. I learned so much from them, and they are such seasoned actors. It's it's incredible. And one other name that I have to throw in there is Stephen Fole, mm-hmm. who actually plays the voice of the dog. Right, right. Um, it, he's such a huge component on the show because he would rehearse with us instead of the dog, and he <laughs> just brings something really special to it. But... From Beth and Regan and, and Steven, their their comic timing is something incredible and spectacular. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, when you're in scenes with them, you pick up on it, and it just bounces back and forth like a ping pong ball. And it and it and it's it's really special. I loved working with them, and and it's it's fun working with with people who you're learning from, um, because I think that after three years, you can get a little lazy. And uh, you've done this character so many times that uh, you just kind of go through the motions. Mm-hmm. And I tried not to get like that. And it's very hard to get like that when you have incredible actors uh, that you're working off of. You kind of always have to be on your toes. And, um, and you want to be totally 100% in the scene with them. And I'm sure that includes Stan the Dog as well. I mean, you want to be present with him at all times. <laughs> That's for sure. That's for sure. Now, uh, obviously, he doesn't speak. I mean, I think we're all into that secret. But uh, what's the process for creating those conversations on set? What do you actually do? So what we actually do is we have, um, during rehearsals, Stephen Fole rehearses with us. And on the last day, run through, uh, Stephen run through, runs through the whole show with us. And uh, so that's really nice because it kind of it, it sets the tone for the show. Mm-hmm. Instead of having the dog having to go through it and then Stephen talking, it's uh, we, we got a really good process going. And then on shooting days, 
Stephen is off to the side on a microphone, and he's recording his lines um, at the same time that the dog is actually in the scene with us. Oh, okay. So we can hear him. He always had an eye line to us, and, and, and that's how it went. And it was, it was a pretty good process for a challenging thing to do. Clearly, the dog, Stan, is, uh, well, I'm sure Stan's not his actual real name, but uh, I imagine he's very well-trained, but there's probably times when he wants to do his own thing, right? Yeah, his, uh, his real name is Mick. Oh, okay. He is a sweetheart, and then the uh, trainers are uh, Steve, Solomon, and Gwen, and they were amazing, and he is so well-trained. He's actually a rescue dog, and um, originally, for the first, I think it was the first five episodes, we had a different dog different trainer and it switched over uh, and they brought Nick in and he was a rescue dog and he was so skinny and scrawny and um, Steve really like nursed him back to life and he's such a genuinely happy dog and that's I think why he comes across so well on screen. Yeah, yeah. Are there uh, particular incidents where he maybe wasn't following the direction as well, that things just went completely awry? <laughs> uh, it, was more, it was more patience than anything. It's not so much that he went awry. It's more he's a dog. Right, right. So he doesn't <laughs> always want to listen 100% of the time. It's kind of like working with an a infant or a baby, sure. a very well-trained baby. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he gets distracted, things like that. I mean, the scenes do... It's very different than a normal show. I think if you were to come on our set, it's very different because the scenes kind of do drag out because of the dog some of the time. But I mean, overall, really, really was was amazing. And, and Steve Solomon made it fun and tried not to make it so stressful. Uh, so the the thing that you're really here to talk about overall is the new Make Me Nails app, which I definitely want to get into because I have a lot of questions to ask the both of you about that. With the app launch earlier this month, what kind of feedback have you been receiving so far? It's been incredible. Um, the first three days, we had 60,000 downloads, which was oh wow, pretty spectacular and a little bit unanticipated. Yeah. But... But it's, it's been a ride, and we've definitely gotten incredible feedback, incredible press, and, uh, yeah, it's been special. It's a really great idea. I'm very curious where it came from. I mean, really, it was about a year, maybe a year and a half ago, kind of springtime last year, I met Lauren Jones, and she owns a digital marketing company. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I was doing nail wraps, and... Uh, she also, another component of her company is social media. So she was helping me out with my socials. And really, I think she saw too how my fans were really responding to my nail art tutorials mm-hmm. and nail art in general. It's their demo um, that loves nails and fashion and beauty. And so we wanted to find a way to make nail art more accessible somehow. And with her tech background, we came up with the idea of a mobile app. And it kind of, we put it down on paper and it just kind of grew from there. And we have this inside joke, which is like reel it in because we had so many ideas um, that we will implement eventually that we've kind of put in the back seat right now. Mm -hmm. But there is, there's so much to do with it and it's, it's, it's really a good time. And uh, Lauren too, since you're also on the line with us, uh, 
speaking about the idea, what was it about what G was doing online with the videos that made you approach her and kind of bring up this app concept? Well, as she said, like her fans were just so engaged with every time she posted a nail tutorial or on her own personal YouTube channel, the fans would freak out and we just kind of looked at each other and thought, well, we see that the fans are really wanting it. So we're going to create something that allows people to, you know, create customizable nail wraps. And lots of people have these great ideas of which this is certainly one, but not everyone does something with it. Like everyone's like, oh, I had thought of that years ago and just kind of sits on it and it never happens. Uh, together, what was your motivation to actually like push forward with this and make it happen? I feel like the motivation was that we've never done it before, either of us. So I think that was motivation in itself that we were just so excited um, but I definitely can re- relate to, you know, people having big ideas and never wanting to do it because it's really difficult. Right, right. It's a lot of like, it's exciting, but it's a, you know, or it's the wild, wild west in digital and, and it's, um, it's, it's not an easy, in, in, you know, endeavor to kind of have an idea and then, then you're like, okay, now, now what do we got to do? Right, right. Um, you just got to keep, you know, she and I are really good self-starters. We're, we're good self-motivators. So I think that it was um, easy to keep ourselves excited through the whole process. And I think that Lauren's too humble to say it, but she's, <laughs> she was really motivating for me just because she is an entrepreneur herself and she has all these great ideas. And she was motivating to kind of help me put this into action. And we continued developing it, which I think that's sometimes where people get stumped. It's like, they have this idea, but they haven't fleshed it out. Right, right. And I think that, to our credit, we really did flesh it out. And we, we tried to figure out, realistically, how this could be something. Because it does kind of seem impossible mm-hmm. uh, when you have this idea and you're like, okay, but we need nail wrap manufacturers. And we need a development team and coding. And it's a lot of components. Right. And... um. And I think, yeah, I think we motivated each other a lot of the time. Now, was this the first idea that came across or did you maybe have something that you thought of and said, well, maybe that's not feasible or maybe there's something too close in the market already and you refined it to this or what was that process like? We definitely had a lot of ideas and we definitely reeled it in once Mm -hmm. you start to see, you know, how much things cost and you weigh the pros and cons and you look at the consumer patterns and the marketplace and the category and then you kind of reel it in based on on that mm-hmm. yeah it was kind of it was kind of always oh well i guess the other thing i kind of remember this we were debating between doing kind of fake press on nails okay versus nail wraps i do kind of remember that being an idea for a little bit um but yeah it was kind of like this thing where we had this idea and we pretty much knew what we wanted to do with it even though we had a lot of extensions off of it that we, we wanted to, we needed to reel in. For the most part, we kind of had this idea put together. It, it seems like the app development process itself, too. I think people kind of take it for granted because uh, they're fairly inexpensive to free and people use them every day. Uh, how did the development process match up with your expectations for how it might go? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it was nothing that I ever expected it to be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that I think that one of the main things that you underestimate is that it's building an entire business 
Because mm-hmm. you have this, I mean, the other thing that's difficult with our app is its product. Right. So we have an application, but it's not like we're a photo editing app where you put the photo in, you design it, and then you save it to your camera roll. Mm-hmm. It's like we have all of these huge templates, which are massive files on the app that people then choose from to customize each nail. We have an e-store within the app, which is hard, you know, having to process credit card payments and, and all of that. Sure. And then it goes through the credit card processing system to Minx, which then they manufacture and ship out. So it is a product app, right. which is really a customized product app. I think we underestimated how difficult that could be and just the fact that it's building a business and a brand and there's a lot of components that go into that. Right, right. Lauren, how did you find the process? Um, I really agree with with T as well. Yeah, you you know, you have and for you know, anyone that's listening that wants to develop an app like the you know, you you have like all these big ideas and then you have to figure out well actually how are you gonna implement them and it's like building a house almost. You have to figure out exactly how you want your house to be built mm-hmm. and then you you know, you can't knock down any walls. So to build the house, which is the app, and then if you want to change the bathroom, it takes two weeks, you know, (laughs) to move the bathroom from from the front of the house to the back of the house. You want to add a basement, it's like you have to really be locked locked and loaded um, from the get-go with your idea so that your development team can, you know, really streamline it and push it out. Sure, sure. Uh, what, what was the, uh, kind of time frame then that like from kind of inception to product, how long did that take? Long time. Um, a lot, I mean, kind of, kind of to be honest about the whole process was we wanted to push it out in November mm-hmm. and I guess we started it maybe in like June or July kind of developing the idea. And so we thought that was a, that's a pretty good timeline. Um, meanwhile, we actually launched the week of Easter of this year. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you it is very, very hard to put a timeline on an app like this. I mean, a few of the components are that how our process worked was we would submit an idea. It would be designed by the development team. They would uh, send us through screenshots to approve. And then they would, com- they would complete a test version. Mm-hmm. So we would test out the version, create all of our notes, it would take like another three weeks to get all of those notes processed. So it's, it's really hard. And this was something that hadn't really been done before at the time. We now there's a few other apps that are somewhat similar, but actually at the time that we started this, there were, there was nothing like it at all. So mm-hmm. it was um, kind of a new process for the development team. Um, but yeah, we, we wanted to get it out in November and it is just very hard to put a timeline on that. So we didn't want to push out something that wasn't a hundred percent. And it really is never going to be a hundred percent. Right, um, right, right. It's kind of interesting. Like once we actually launched it, we were like, Oh, okay. That is such a relief. We're going to have a nice break here. <laughs> and the next day we were back at it, probably working harder than we ever had. Sure. Throughout the process. And uh, one of the things that, is going to change and evolve. It looks like I did play around with the app a little bit. Granted, I'm not planning on necessarily uh, wearing nail wraps myself anytime, but I will highly recommend it to people I know. Um, <laughs> but uh, one of the things that I found interesting was the uh, uh, celebrity curation that's 
I assume going to change every now and then. Uh-huh. Uh, do you have any particular people that you can announce might be uh, coming up for that? I think uh, I don't have, um, I can't announce anyone quite yet, but we are going to be changing that periodically, which I think is really nice because it keeps it fresh. And that was my whole thing was nail wraps and nail art is very trendy mm-hmm. and you can have classic prints, but it has to be on trend because kind of the nail game, as you might call it, is always changing um, as, as with fashion. So for that component, I really wanted to make sure that we keep it fresh and updated so it doesn't get stale. Um, but for the ambassador component, we're just kind of the people that we're looking for are just influencers. Okay. And people that can influence a, a group of people, uh, people who are creative. So the kind of people that we're looking at are magazine editors, graphic designers, yeah, celebrities, um, but it's kind of interesting. It doesn't just have to be a celebrity. It can be somebody creative and artistic um, who can influence a group of people. Okay. Uh, and the the fashion aspect, uh, getting into that a little bit, your character even on Dog With A Blog has uh, a fashion component to her as well. Is that something that you brought in from your own personality or did it just kind of coincidentally work out that way? Um, it kind of just It kind of just worked out that way. I've always loved fashion myself and I've always used nail art as an accessory in that sense. I mean, even before the app, every time that I went to an event, I, you know, spent an hour on my nails designing them so that they looked like my outfit or Mm -hmm. like my shoes or something. It's kind of always been a huge fashion component for me. Uh, But it did help that my character had great style. And I think that the viewers of the show who I think when you watch a show, you really feel like you know the person who's on it. And, of course, I'm really different from my character. But I think that maybe a lot of the young girls who watched trusted Avery, a.k.a. me, uh, her fashion sense. And so maybe that worked to our benefit a little bit. Sure. Now, both of you have your hands in a lot of different things. I mean, you're acting. uh, You have the app launching now, too. Lauren, you have a hand in the social PR and everything. Uh, What? made you branch out in so many different directions? Both of you, actually. Um, well, you know, I just, I have a very heavy content background. Like, I was a shooter editor for many years, and then, you know, before starting my own agency, I was in-house with Perez Hilton, the blogger. Okay. And so, um, you know, as I mentioned earlier, digital is so exciting because I have a marketing and PR agency. There's so many different people that come through my door, and there's, you know, loads of great ideas that are flying around, and so it's, a really exciting time where somebody has an idea and you can bring it to life. You know, it's, it's an amazing thing to have. So because of that and being kind of in the epicenter of having you know, a multitude of clients and ideas, that's why I think I just keep throwing my hand to a lot of different things, even though I'm like, I'm super tired a lot of the time, because <laughs> yeah, it's so yeah. easy, but I can't, I can't stop because it's like, you know when you watch those old rock and roll documentaries and the guy's like, I was in a room with uh, you know, Led Zeppelin and yeah. uh, Janis Joplin and they just said, do you want to manage me? And, you know, it's, it's that kind of thing where you're like, well, yes, I should, I should try because I only have one life, so I should, you know, give it all I got. Absolutely. And, um, and I think that, and that's what has been really great about, you know, working with G as well is that it's, you know, we're, we both really love to motivate each other and we're both women in tech as well which is really exciting for us because mm. it's not that many women in tech so 
um, you know, to take these meetings and to speak to people. It's it's very exciting. People are like, oh, two girls. Oh, great. Uh, it's a very male-heavy um, industry. But yeah, Jay? Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think in terms of getting into different areas while I was acting, it was just kind of something that kind of comes naturally because if I'm not doing this, if I wasn't, you know, working, running a business with Lauren, then I would be involved in like a bunch of extracurricular activities along with school just because I really love to be busy. And that's kind of why I started my nail art tutorials was that was sort of a mini business for me. And I like teaching people and I like kind of being a leader. Mm-hmm. So that's just something that's ingrained in me. And so this just sort of came natural when me and Lauren came together to, to do this. Like it just, it just seems like the next step and, and something fun and a great, great learning experience. Um, so that's how I feel about it. And I, I, I totally agree with Lauren. Women in tech, um, it's definitely a, a limited category. And I, I like that we're changing that. I hope that we're inspiring other women with ideas to put them into action. And I also want to pitch Lauren's company because she didn't say it before, but it's Jones Social PR and it's amazing. <laughs> Aw, thanks. <laughs> little love fest on the show. It's all good. I know, right? I'm like, oh, thank you. <laughs> uh, so with, with all the things that you've done so far, G, uh, I'm sure you still have some interests that you have yet to tackle. Is, is there anything in particular that you like already have your eyes on the horizon? I mean, even if you don't have time for it now, something you want to get to in the future? I mean, I think that in terms of this business, what we're hoping to do is turn it into a sort of umbrella brand where underneath it falls different customized beauty products. That's really our main goal. So I, throughout the whole process, that's what I have my eyes on. And um, when we're working through different concepts and really building the brand, I want to make sure that we reach all of the demographics that we want to reach, which is not just young girls, which is amazing how we started it that way, um, just from the show. And that's who my audience was. But they're also going to grow up along with me over the years, which is nice. But we really want to make sure that it's for young girls, but also for women as well. So we're continually working to make sure that it's sophisticated and modern. And um, keeping up with that and keeping up with the trends is something that you have to be on top of 24-7. So, so it's, it's a lot of work. And, and, but, but what I have my eyes on is just the overall brand and making sure that it's going in the direction that we want it to, which is uh, a constant. To uh, change gears a little bit, because we are a very geek-centric show, so technology and apps are certainly something within our wheelhouse, but we also believe here that being a geek isn't necessarily about what you like, but kind of the obsessive way that you like something and consume it, whether it be TV or movies or anything like that. Uh, Aside from nail art, which obviously you're a fan of, what kinds of things would you say that you geek out about? (laughs) Oh, gosh. Probably... uh TV shows and movies. I love going to the movies. I love watching, binge watching. I guess that's sort of an obsession, binge watching TV shows and getting so involved to the point where you feel like you're in the show and you just feel like all of those characters are your best friends. And so that's where I'm sort of at with my geek obsession of uh, binge watching United States of Tara and um, teenage soap operas such as the vampire diaries. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) 
What are, what are some of your favorite shows on TV? Uh, Vampire Diaries, obviously, but anything else that you're really into? Yeah, I really love United States of Tara right now. I love um, the Mindy Project, which I'm really upset that got canceled. Yeah, might be going did. to Hulu. Might be going to Hulu, guys. True, true. Uh, I love Girls. That's one of my all-time favorite shows. Lena Dunham is the idol. Um, New Girl. Gosh, there's so many. Those are some of my favorites. <laughs> I'm surprised you have time to watch all that stuff with all the things you're doing. I kn- that's why you've got to binge watch it. You have to watch like five episodes <laughs> in that spare couple hours that you have. Yeah. <laughs> Lauren, how about you? What are you uh, watching or uh, doing with your free time? What are you consuming? Uh, I love the Jinx. Um, I've been watching a lot of that. Um, I like uh, Silicon Valley, you know, keeping it oh, within the tech I family. Oh, I love Silicon Valley. What a good show. So good. I know it took me a while, but I'm I'm now finally I'm finally all there. Um, and then, yeah, I'm kind of like I love a good documentary. But I like to watch like The Imposter on Netflix or um, yeah, I'm a bit of a, I'm a bit of a nerd when it comes to documentaries. <laughs> so that's what I kind of geek out on. Well, at least you're learning something, right? That's true. Yes, exactly. So uh, we'll start wrapping things up because I know you guys have a lot of other things to do today and I don't want to keep you too long. But I do want to tell everybody that the Make Me Nails app is available to download for free right now in the iTunes app store. Uh, Dog with a blog is currently airing on the Disney Channel on Friday nights. And what else can we plug for you? Social media, anything else like that, G? Yeah, my um, Instagram is G Hanelius. My Twitter is um, G underscore Hanelius. And all the Make Me socials are at Make Me Official. So follow us. We have a very exciting announcement coming soon. Something to do with a website, overseas shipping for all of our Android users. So lots of fun things coming your way. Awesome. Lauren? No, G-Fiddle, Make Me Official. Okay. Well, thank you so much for joining me. I really enjoyed chatting with you, too. Thank you for your time. We really appreciate it. Thanks again to G and Lauren for joining me. For more information about the Make Me Nails app, head over to MakeMeNails.com. For everything else that we do, head on over to TheGeekGeneration.com. If you use iTunes, please rate the show and write a review. We always appreciate those. You can like us at Facebook.com slash TheGeekGeneration and follow at GeekGeneration on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at TheNightAngel. Support the show by going to TheGeekGeneration.com slash support. Send emails to podcast at thegeekgeneration.com. And as always, the show theme is provided by Machine Supremacy. A link to their site can also be found on our site. We'll be back with more stuff soon for you, and we will see you then. Later. Make it so.